You are listening to Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm with my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. It is Tuesday, December 1st, and we are recapping not one but two episodes of Madam Secretary this week. Julie, we had to take a break last week after the uh, light, uh, Lights Out episode because uh, I'm on a book tour. We are, we're on a book tour, and I was in Portland, and we couldn't record a show. So it was almost fun to watch the episodes back to back, though, wasn't it? I think that's a good way, particularly because there was like a a theme through both of these shows. Right. Uh, All about Russia, Liam. All about Russia. All right. And for those of you who are new to Satellite Sisters and just discovering us through our Madam Secretary recaps, one, we're happy to have you. Two, I hope you enjoyed that interview with the executive producers last week. That was really fun to talk to Barbara Hall and Lori McCreary. We appreciate their time so much. And three, Julie used to live in Russia. So she lived there for five years and uh, she has been reporting on all things Russian on Satellite Sisters for 15 years. She has had her eye on many, many things, including power grabs and polonium poisoning, all of which factored into these two episodes. Exactly. Right? So, all right. So briefly, these, this is what happened over the last two weeks. Okay. The first one was a lights out episode. It was a very intense episode. Uh, We really just had two main storylines and um, it was what was happening in Russia and who, who brought down Air Force One, who hacked into Air Force One. And the other one was uh, getting rid of rat face crap. We had no domestic scenes, very, very few kids. I don't even think there were any kids in the show, but we did have some interaction with Elizabeth and Henry about sharing secrets, and that is going to prove to be important in the second one. So if you remember in Lights Out, Elizabeth and Russell hatched this plan to to sort of trap Ratface Craig into resigning before he can tarnish um, the reputation of the president. And they're focused on that, you know, hocus pocus he did around uh, op- reopening relationships with Cuba. That actually works. I thought that was beneath them, though, Julie. I felt like that storyline, <laughs> storyline, I felt bad that they had to do it that way. I, well, you know, here's the thing. Russell has that, you know, he's the political um, uh, street fighter. Yeah. You know, he's, you know, he does, he does all kinds of like black ops and things like that. And I, I just, I worry about um, Elizabeth because I feel like in this situation, she was aligned with uh, Russell, but in future situations that he can turn all of that kind of dirty tricks and trapping on Elizabeth. So you know, what goes around comes around. That's I agree. What, uh, that's as I watched this, as much as I wanted to get rid of Craig Ratface, uh, uh, you know, I, I was, I'm very worried about Elizabeth. So. All right. And the other storyline in Lights Out that sort of carries over to uh, the show that premiered this week, Russian Roulette, was this idea of identifying who hacked into Air Force One. And uh, the, you know, uh, evidence was mounting that it was the Russians. They had identified the hacker. They would identified a payment. Uh, it was in Bitcoin. They identified a motive. And all the evidence, it was sort of circumstantial, but it was pointing towards Russia. And that's when, Julie, we started in with the, I'm going to send a message. A lot of messages were sent. Over the over the last two episodes, and you know, President Dalton has woken up, and he decides to turn the lights out on Russia to hack the Moscow power grid. I mean, it is a what? Amaz- that was an amazing uh, storyline, Leon. Because when you think about like, well, if you wanted to poke Russia, what would you do? I mean, if you don't want to send bombs, how right? What would you do? And right. sort of turning off the lights in Moscow. 
I mean, that's a pretty interesting thing. And to see all the Moscow go dark, that was that was amazing, Leon. Right. I, I, I thought that was an interesting turn of events. But you know that Moscow is not going to sit around in the dark, Leon. No. Uh, there was going to be retaliation for that. And there was. In the next episode, Russian Roulette, so this is episode nine that debuted this Sunday night. And this is where we see Moscow turns off the gas pipelines. Okay, they're turning them off. And there was something really old school just about the idea that Russian guy like, like, oh, yeah, that was turning the wheel. I, like, I, I don't know that much about oil and gas, but I am sure you don't take some, there's some big like knob and turn it like, that's how you turn it off. No, that you would blow up all the gas lines because yeah, of the pressure of the natural gas. Yeah. But Leanne, I did like in the opening scene, President Ostroff, uh, you know, she is, she is the, the former wife of, or she is the wife of the former president and she's now acting as the president they've been in the dark but yet she has light and she has an incredible full makeup on you know, know. That, and so everyone else in heels right and everybody else has been groping around in the dark but not the not president ostrov she looks fabulously and and uh it's a little known fact i don't know if it's true but when we lived in uh russia they used to say that Russian women spent more of their disposable income on makeup than any other ethnic group in the world. Uh, that Russian women, no matter what, want to look good and have their face on. So, and so even in the light of a catastrophe such as a, a power outage, she looked fabulous. All right. So we have that. We have the Russians retaliating. Things are heating up. And the U.S. is trying to rally support for the U.S. position that Russia is starting World War III and that they need to get out of Ukraine and we need to all bond against Russia because they're really the big bad guys. And so Elizabeth convinces uh, the president and those Joint Chiefs of Staff who apparently do nothing. Like, what? <laughs> because is it me or is Elizabeth the only one, Elizabeth and her staff, the only one actually solution hunting, <laughs> Right. I mean, she is looking for that light bulb moment every single time. Yes. They she are, seems to always be showing up late to the situation. I, They're always in the situation. Right. Doing nothing. Like waiting, nothing. Would it, just waiting for her to show up. Okay. So, so Elizabeth convinces them that she needs to go to the UN and have her moment where she rallies the rest of the world against Russia. But it quickly becomes uh, pretty much a weapons of mass destruction moment. And I was thinking that. I'm sure you were thinking that, Julie. Mm -hmm. And then yes. she actually says it. We don't want yes. that because the evidence against Russia is starting to break down now. She's starting to have questions about whether, you know, it was Russian money that paid to hack the, the Air Force One. And this is where I think it was a pretty interesting uh, two, two episode arc between she and Henry discussing whether they should share information that they have. You know, Elizabeth, the secretary of state, he is running an operation in Russia with an operative for the NSA, while he also is a religion professor. He has information that might actually persuade her to look in other directions beside Russia. And so we see a little bit, a little bit of it starting in episode eight in the Lights Out episode that they're discussing how much can they share. They can't do this. They could go to prison. It is illegal for them 
to share classified information, even though they're spouses. And then in episode nine, like the roof blows off here, you know, Henry has just has to tell Elizabeth what he knows and it proves to be a game changer. I really like those scenes between, uh, between Henry and Elizabeth. I thought those were good and reminded me of some of the conversations I have with my husband in the kitchen. <laughs> really? <laughs> Daddy. Yeah, we're you just, two are, are not sharing secrets. Yeah, well, we're discussing. I don't know what to do with the uh, what to do with the gutters now that you know El Nino's on the way. We we do a lot of state secret sharing in the kitchen. How about you and Trump? Yes, yes, indeed. Well, we we actually do share state secrets, Leah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. All that's right. right. Yeah. But you know, but it it, it was an interesting with the backdrop of Craig uh, Ratface there because because he was he was now out because he had he had like um, destroyed government documents. Okay? Right. That was a crime. So now Elizabeth and Henry are contemplating committing a crime. Uh, but at the same time, they're husband and wife. Right. And this is what husbands and wives do. They talk to each other, right? Yeah. It seems impossible to actually enforce yes. that. Like yes. impossible and not actually all that great for, for church or state or marriage or the country. Like I, I didn't really under, I mean, I know you kind of have to do it because you don't know you know, how loose the other person's lips are. But uh, I really enjoyed those scenes. I thought they were good. And, you know, he's still crazy about her, even though, even though I... she's withholding secrets. <laughs> and, you know, and then he, he ventured out in blue jeans. That was good. I like that. But in the meantime, Henry's really tortured because he has sent his operative Dimitri in a side storyline. He has sent his operative Dimitri back to Russia. They lose contact with him. Uh, they think he's gone. They think he's dead. Um, Law and order woman Jane wants to pull the plug on the whole operation. <laughs> but Henry's convinced that Dimitri will contact them. And lo and behold, uh, Dimitri ends up like, you know, in, in Maria Ostroff's detail and, uh, and passes along some huge secrets with his handy little jacket camera. <laughs> I know, Leanne. I want one of those. That was a total James Bond moment there. Yeah. But, uh, but it was tense. I mean, it's always tense when they're photographing documents. It is. It? I it mean, is. it doesn't matter what, what's, you know, what movie or what TV show. Anytime they're stealing documents, it gets very tense, but he passed that on. And that was, that was key information. And, you know, Elizabeth, again, she is the voice of reason, the voice of diplomacy. She's the one, you know, let's, let's make sure we're absolutely sure before we start lobbing missiles um, at, at another country. And, uh, and that information, the fact that they, you know, that they didn't, it didn't disclose any sort of cyber warfare against a Air Force One was really key to um, Elizabeth's understanding of who was behind the cyber warfare on Air Force One. And Julie, who was behind the cyber warfare well, on Air I, Force I, One? I, I feel like we called it three or four did. episodes ago. Yes, we did, Leanne. We, we were very suspicious of the Ukrainian president that he was supposed to have like had a, a plane crash. And then we see him on some Skype call and he's looking pretty good right. for having fallen out of an airplane. Okay. And that just didn't sit right with us, did it, Liam? No, it didn't. I think we said it was like the faked moon landing. Like something yes. was just totally weird about that. And so Elizabeth thought so too. But again, what were the Joint Chiefs of Staff doing? Like if they didn't think that was weird, like what are they doing? 
Like, oh, really? You jumped out of like a moving like jet plane and you don't have any injuries? I'm good with that. I'm just going <laughs> to sit here in this stuffy jacket. I just didn't understand it. So Elizabeth starts to put the pieces together and she discovers that it's actually the Ukrainians with the help of her staff who actually seem to be helpful this week. Um, yes, they were doing a better job this yes. week. I still wish we had a little more bench strength over yeah. the, the State Department. <laughs> Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with your with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you know, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate free, and wild caught seafood. No antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz, you know, we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, I you did. like to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame-bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame-bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds like- you are like... going to be happy, okay? Yeah. And that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be happy. You're going to be happy you did it. 
See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. Um, so uh, they, they, they definitely did. They, they, all the evidence points towards the Ukrainian president kind of setting them up faking the plane crash, the plane hacking. Uh, he's trying to sort of bring his cause to the forefront and get on uh, get on the good side of President Dalton in the U.S. And uh, thank goodness Elizabeth doesn't go to the U.N. She cancels that speech. And I, as a viewer, I started to get worried, like, how do you cancel a speech? Do you just not show up? Does some... I was worried. You know, what's happening with the security in New York City? That's such a pain in the neck at the U.N. Do do they have to pay all that overtime? I was I I got really distracted by that. And uh, so in the end, World War Three doesn't happen. They sort of shame the Ukrainian president um, as telling him, like, one one more false move, buddy. And we're going to this is going to get out. But they agree to just bury the whole thing and not go public with it. Uh, and in the meantime, they've really made the Russians mad with that little lights off trick. So yeah, I know I think there will be more, Leanne. I think there'll be more. I think going forward, we have to worry about Russell as well, because one of the other sort of subplots is that Russell you know, seems to have some health issues. Yeah. You know, he's on the treadmill a lot in yeah. that one episode. Um, and that uh, his wife appears to be some kind of doctor who's, you know, monitoring what he eats and his heart conditions. So, so I think something's happening, happening with Russell there. So. Yeah. There were, there were about a hundred references to, does your wife let you eat that? Can you eat that? Are you having bacon? Yeah. That seemed, uh, that seemed, uh, you know, pretty, almost too obvious, but okay. We get it. All right, Julie, a couple of key moments for me, uh, that I liked. First of all, the polonium poisoning, uh, <laughs> Julie, I, for those people who don't know your long history following polonium poisonings in the Russians, I mean, this is actually something they have employed many times, killing spies in Paris, killing people in the Ukraine. Like, this is their A number one go-to poisoning right. system, this isn't is it? Right, this is their signature, uh, signature thing. And they did do it while, you know, one time when we were in London, we went to the same, same place where the Russians are serving a polonium to, uh, to a defector. Uh, we, were, we were sipping tea uh, very close by, so... <laughs> Oh, yes. So we've been on that. So, yes, I like that polonium detail, Leon. That was excellent. It uh, was. Polonium 210. They made sure yeah. to say that, you know. And I liked when Elizabeth said, it's not really a great murder tool because <laughs> you can end up poisoning yourself. Yes, yes. It takes a long time to die. People, right. it's a, you know, I mean, we're joking about it, but it's a, it's a, it's a terrible thing. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, it is, Julie. Thank you for clearing that up. All right. I also really enjoyed that Stevie Wonder ad for Apple. Oh, my gosh. Did you see that yes, new ad? That's nice. That's nice, Leanne. Oh, that's my gosh. Good. With that young singer, Andra Day is her name. I had to look it up. He's covering his own song, Someday at Christmas. That was a tearjerker right in the middle of that episode. <laughs> I just I had to watch it a couple times. Oh, that's what I like about you, Leanne. Not only do you like TV, you like commercials, too. Yeah. Okay. And then finally, shout out for the accessories in that final scene when Elizabeth and Henry are in the bedroom. Whoo, it's been a long day. Oh, they've shared state secrets. She flops on the bed to reveal those 
shoes. Did you see the stacked heels of those shoes with the diamonds, the Harlequin diamonds oh, on them? Yes, Liam. Okay. Those, that was something special. Those yeah. were, those were, you know, that was a little Papa style. It right really was. Feet. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. And then she sits up to discuss it. And I was mesmerized by those silver earrings she had on with the <laughs> drops and then the pearl necklace. Just, just top notch accessories in that last scene. Don't yeah. you think? Yes, Liam. That okay. was excellent. Now, yeah. for me, one of my favorite scenes yeah. was uh, back in the uh, episode eight was uh, when uh, she has she's had she's had a, a wild day at work. I mean, they haven't figured out anything about, you know, are the Russians behind it? Are the Ukrainians who, who's involved? But she comes home and how does she re- re- uh, relax? She does a little uh, home shopping uh, at QVC <laughs> and she is buying face cream. Now, you got to love a woman. That, yeah. you know, hope springs eternal when it right. comes to face cream. Right, Leanne? It you does. Just, every time you look at one of those ads, you're like, this is going to be the cream. This is it. Yes. This <laughs> is it. This is going to change my life right now if I just buy a little of that. So that was, I thought, a, a very, a very cute thing. And I can understand why uh, she, you know, she, she was doing that. And then we did have just one little family storyline with the football. It was just a fun bit of something in the, in the middle there. The son played in one game, got injured, will never play again. <laughs> so, and she's very, very relieved. So uh-huh. excellent. So all in all, like, I think we've wrapped up this Russia storyline. I think this may be the last, I tried to do some research. Basically I went into my to-do list on, um, <laughs> to record list on my DVR. I think this was the last new show, uh, until the new year. So Ooh, yeah, really? cause okay. I think that's it. I think we're going to have a break now. They didn't show preview of the next show. So I think we will be back with the Madam Secretary recap after the first of the year, unless there's breaking Madam Secretary news. And we- <laughs> We have to break There's out. not going to be a holiday party and they're not going to have the staff singing and dancing at the holiday party. Oh no, Liam. Shoot, Julie, because we suggested that to the executive yes. producers and I'm pretty sure that, um, I'm pretty sure that next year they're going to work that in. Like, oh, hopefully the series will be review- renewed and they're going to go, you know what? Let's do that holiday party thing that the Satellite Sisters suggested. <laughs> but uh, I'm interested to see where the story goes because we definitely have Russia as laid out as the evil empire. But they blasted through that storyline in nine nine episodes. So who knows? Who knows where they're going next uh, with this? Probably ISIS, wouldn't you say? I would think, Lynn. Yeah. Okay. All right. Whew. Well, that was exciting. I, I am going to go on that website. Apparently there's a website, Shop the Show, and I am going to look for those earrings that Elizabeth was wearing. It's just, oh, and our binder's full of blouses. She's really making use of that blue silk blouse. It's just mm-hmm. a great color on her. And as we now know from the executive producers, they told us the costume designer likes to reuse stuff. So it looks like she's a real woman. So that blue silk blouse. But then did you... Do you not like the sheared blouses at all? She had that kind of sheared turtleneck blouse that was speckled gray. I know you have a problem with sheared turtlenecks. You're not like I, I, I didn't like that, Lane. Okay. What do you think? I, I just think she could do better. I mean, she's a wildly attractive woman. And that, no, no turtleneck. She had the Madeleine Albright pin on, though, for several, I when know, she was going to go to the UN and speak, she put the Madeleine Albright pin on. So, mm-hmm. you like know, that. keep your eye open for that. All right. We are the Satellite Sisters. Hey, we would like to thank Harry's.com for supporting our show. It's really great to welcome a new sponsor on board. Uh, and we always would like to thank the people who support us. It makes it possible for us to do the show. So thank you, Harry's.com. Uh, really thanks to our sponsors. It makes it possible for us to do Satellite Sisters and these Madam Secretary recaps. 
And, you know, it's just fun. It's just fun to be able to share products we believe in with you, the Satellite Sisterhood. So, Julie, I will be in Dallas this week. Big book event. You're the best. Celebration of friendship. Don't forget it. Uh, Barnes & Noble, Thursday, December 3rd at noon. Right? Right, Lynn. <laughs> See you. See ya. See ya. <laughs> All right. All right. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. I'm Leanne Dolan from Satellite Sisters, and I'm here with my sister, Julie Dolan, and we would like to welcome a new sponsor to Satellite Sisters. 